Hello and welcome to Bad End episode 86. It is I, Josh Calixto, now one half of the show's hosts. Katie's the, out in a Katie's in a better place. Are you the pants uh, or the shirt? Not dead, but she's there. Oh, what's up? Are you the pants or the shirt of the podcast? I am the shoes. The sh- okay. Well, the we're, shoes. We're, we're lucky today because while I am the <laughs> pants, the top of Bad End. And this uh, is favorite, Kyle Cookstell, by the way. I'm Kyle, but we have we have a guest today. Emma Kidwell's with us again. The the shirts of Bad End, or you could be, I don't know you could pick another garment. The seasonal like seasonal jacket. Yeah, getting all end. buttoned up, gonna cozy down, cozy up with the, some really good video game talking points. Mm, and I would say like you can't leave the house without one, which is a spicy <laughs> video game opinion. So <laughs> the jacket. Or like the Cuban links, you know what I'm saying? Ooh. The necklace, you know, you gotta you gotta accessorize. Or your Jesus chain, nothing. Jesus, Jesus chain, the little gold, Jesus piece, Jesus piece. Yeah. Um, always necessary. But um, wait, if you guys could get one Jesus piece <laughs> or piece of bling, what would be the thing that you would say on your bling? Eat. That's yeah. That, gamer, that's the answer, really. Gamer with a three instead of an E. <laughs> <laughs> I think mine would be no good. scope with the O's as zeros. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. Those are like, we and were then discussing they have, merch like, earlier. Like AK-47s behind it. Like I'm like vote. Wouldn't it GOP. just look like a scope then? No scope. Well, no scope. No, it'd be, sense, it'd be but... two AK-47s with the, uh-huh. with the targeting reticule in the middle. On the pro setting, I want to make sure that the targeting reticule doesn't get in the way of my vision. And then Safety it says no off. scope. No scope. Bebus font. Uh, 26 point bold. But the I, O's I, are zeros. I'm taking the O's from uh, source code font. That way it's got the line through the zero. So you really know. So I'm, say, could, I'm telling you, you guys need to make merch and those have to oh, be wait, options wait, wait, hold on. now. And additionally... Before and after, it says no scope. There's two X's that are in rubies and emeralds. So little X's. So it's like XX, no scope, XX. Yeah, that's that about. That's just that's that's just me, though. You know, that's just me. The classy gamers. I mean, listen, it's only a matter of time until like Corsair and NVIDIA get into like uh, athleisure. Like NVIDIA sweatpants. I'd do it. That's a good point. I mean, you know, Nintendo's been collaborating with a bunch of sportswear brands. I got a targeted Instagram ad not even 15 <laughs> minutes ago of Nintendo X. What's the one that used to be sold at Walmart and now it's really popular? Champion? Starter. <laughs> yeah, Champion. It was Champion, probably. so um, pretty penny if you want to look like Mario, but... <laughs> Like, yeah, I guess it's it's, it's all coming together. It's not cheap to look gotta, this slubby. <laughs> I mean, Kyle already went through his mustache phase, so I don't know if you. I'm also I'm like actually Mario wearing my only soon. like good gamer merch right now, which is my like. Oh yeah, the the, the um, Infinite shirt. Yeah, Dude, I should have worn my gamer. gamer my gamer swag, but I don't think I have any anymore. I think I got rid of it when I was like. When I was in games journalism and I was like, I can't be a hype man no longer. That's collusion. And then now I don't give a shit. I will be hype (laughs) for maybe two things and that's about it. I don't think I have any hype gamer gear. 
sadly. You just showed us I your keyboard that looks like a giant vape. That's pretty okay, gamer. but first of all, y'all misinterpreted <laughs> what this keyboard it does not look like a giant vape. First of all. <laughs> the Second cord of all, looks like a giant vape. The cord it's like fucking cool paracord that's braided and it looks pretty and it's, it's okay. But you know, you know, you never know if we might come out with some bad end merch. It's in the point. it's in the cards. It's in the it's the drop in the cards. Listen, the Supreme the cards. got didn't Supreme got bought by like Gap Vans, or something recently. VF. Was it Vans? The company that owns Vans. Yeah, it was like it's like this like multinational giant clothing store, which is to say there's a new a new hole in the market for a cool streetwear brand. It's so Bad boring. Well, listen, Katie's gone now. It's gonna get weird. Bad in shoe drops. <laughs> Bad in vapes. Bad in keychains. A bad end vape, and then you could blow it directly into the Xbox One X or whatever it's called, the Xbox. I don't know. There's too Whoa, many. Oh, that's good. Wait, I have an oh, idea. We should probably talk about the new consoles. Wait, we yeah, we yeah. should listen. The next thing we can do is we can make this podcast be about video games. Next bad end thing. So, yeah, I'm into it. We're pivoting video to games, video games. Josh, exclusively video games, nothing else. Bring it. Bring bring the people into this current era that we're in right now if you're listening to this in the future or in the past somehow the What's date going on right is now? 11 18 november 18th 2020 the xbox series x and s and ps5 digital and non-digital edition have just dropped the rtx 3080 and the radeon 6800 xt are now on the market which is completely sold out so you, you can't buy a graphics this, card I'm seeing this you can't like buy Star video Wars games font. Star Wars <laughs> yellow crawl text is like happening <laughs> dude it's impossible to get hold of this shit I'm trying to build a PC and I can't get a CPU and so I'm no well I'm trying to get one of the new ones oh the, and I'm assuming you're not going to a scalper because that would just... no it's like a $600 markup at right at the moment which is How like you... the price of the actual CPU have either of you tried or are interested in getting any of the new consoles? Cause I tried for several weeks to get one. And then a friend of mine, uh, like was able to get one through Amazon, even though he had already bought one through Costco, I think. So he said, just pay me back. Cause I know you've been trying to get one. So I have one incoming. Damn. Um, I've seen one and I've held the controller, but, uh, yeah, it's been really hard. I think they're, Going up again, pre-orders for the PS5 specifically, because I do not care about the Xbox at all. Um, like, relatively soon, I think before Black Friday, which makes sense. But um, again, all of that's going to be online only. And, like, I don't know if that's a COVID thing or, like, general demand sort of thing, but... I think the fact that all of these gamer gear things have sold out as quickly as they have is definitely a result of covid like this seems like such an anomaly to me like for freaking amd gpus to sell out that's that's kind of crazy to me um for freaking ryzen cpus to immediately sell out like this and just to be impossible to find i think it's kind of similar to like what we had going on with the switch earlier this year with animal crossing and all that stuff happening it's like the switch was a new console but like everyone wanted to get a switch all of a sudden because of covid which makes me you know it makes me feel like we're gonna have more gamers after this this is like <laughs> this is like 
the dawn of a new era of gamers. I mean, a lot of children are going to be born as a result of COVID. <laughs> so you're going to be raising a bunch of gamer babies. Yeah, their parents are going to be streaming because they want a new hobby. They're going to be trying their hand at going and finding new stream decks and um, new stream layouts. And that's what we're going to be having for the next decade. So look forward to that. Uh, we're going to have a world of gamers <laughs> and uh, it's going to be, like, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm interested, but I don't know why these things are selling out. Like before for the Switch, it's like, oh, you can play the new Zelda or Mario. But like, what's the sell? Well, there's no real incentive to get a new console, right? Yeah, I don't really. If you I don't do really get a get... new console, you can play most of your library on it, um, which is nice. But then I think the PS5 only has bug snacks. Not to say only, because these games are impressive. Because games are, publishing anything is ridiculous. Um, but there's bug snacks, and then Mile, Miles Morales and. Demon Souls for PS5, and I think that's about it. And then the Xbox has, and then both of them, I guess, have like the standard next Assassin's Creed, but there's really no like drive to go out and get one. It's not imperative to do that right now because the 2013 launch for PS4, I think, had Infamous Second Son. That fucking dragon uh, game? Don't forget about that. Dragon, Dragon Age Inquisition. No, there was the. Um, I was gonna say mm. those are those are not. Consoles. Oh wait, the PS3 that or the Dragon PS4? game. Oh, that really great game that you can't even remember the name. No, of. No, no, it was bad. Are you oh. talking about the one that had the theme? Like it had a ripping theme song. Maybe it was, really it was good. the one where you use the like the motion dragon controls Dogma? of the du of the Dual Shock to like fly the dragon around. I think it was a PS3 launch game. It was like, dude, it was yeah. I know what you're talking about. Ancient history. It had like a really small name. It was like Era or something. That's, I, I, I remember guess what just, you're talking about. That was before your time. Emma. Somehow. Yeah, I was not in the gamer sphere, I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't even. Born. Yeah, in 2013, I was <laughs> like 19 or something. I don't know age or math. She wasn't gamer born. I was not born a gamer yet. That didn't happen until <laughs> like a few oh years after. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't really think there's much of an incentive to buy one if you only buy consoles based on uh, exclusives or what's at stake during launch, which makes sense because, you know, save your money while you can. But I hate missing out on tech, depending on what it is. <laughs> I'm not like a huge tech bro, but if I want the console, I'm like, I had alerts set up on a few different uh you know, devices. Do I need one? Because I have a honking PC and several <laughs> handheld systems. No, but I want one very badly. And I'm happy I have one, but this I barely like, play video games. I think this is like my my thought about it. It's it's the same way like people are like, enter this competition and win an iPad. It's just like the new like you know, middle class status symbol symboling object or signaling object where you're like, oh like I've got a PS, like people are posting pictures of their PS4s on Twitter, but not like posting screenshots from PS4 games. Like I don't even know what Astro's Playhouse looks like. PS5. I just know what the, yeah, PS5. I know what the PS5 <laughs> looks like on people's shelves. I know what the Xbox so looks like smoking, ugly. but I'm like, no one's like, 
I know about demon souls. People are posting pictures of demon souls, but it seems like it's more about signaling that you have the console. And I think that it's just like a, and like, I think parents, right. It's, I don't think just like buying class of gamers is doing this. I think parents are looking at these and being like, Oh, this is, this is the safe gift I can get my kid. I've also like, this is like, this is weird, but I was reading an article on Bloomberg yesterday or the day before where they're talking about how like household liquidity is actually higher right now because of like really low mortgage rates. People are potentially refinancing their houses, assuming they're not renting obviously, but they're refinancing their houses often and people, families are finding themselves <laughs> with potentially more money. This is some so real like, gamer talk right this here, This is some bro. gamer talk. But basically the, the thought is that like- People refinancing their homes. People are, the, the theory is that like basically the consumer class has access to more money right now than typically they would have. And they're looking to spend it on stuff. And like, this is sort of an easy win for that. It's like, oh, I can just buy. Well, this like, is, this, is the, and, this, is, this is a safe thing to buy. And like disposable income that. That's what sort of liquidity And is. like discretionary spending that would have been otherwise spent on like going out to eat or like yeah. going to the bar is stuff that people, even regardless of like how much money that they're actually not spending on a monthly basis for that stuff, they feel like there's a big amount of money that yeah. they can just pull from that like they would be spending on something else in non-COVID times. And they're like, oh, a PS5, like hell yeah, let's go for it. And that's, it, it's those kinds of transactions that people are like really participating in. It's like so many things, my mom is purchasing shit like you would not believe, dude, these our That's place. what I'm saying. Like people are like spending uh, more money right now. Yeah, like pots and pans. She just bought a new set of <laughs> knives. She's like, I. My mom buys everything on Instagram, bro. She buys all the Instagram. She's like, Josh, have you heard of these knives? I was like, No, I Cut haven't up. heard of these knives. She's like, there, There's an Instagram ad for it. They look really cool. Blah blah blah. I'm like, You're buying stuff off of Instagram ads, mom. It's like, <laughs> at least she's not buying those fucking shirts. Those like hype beast shirts. That's like. Oh my God. Yeah. That it's like PS like PlayStation triangle circle square X on the sleeves. I like those and to be like, honest. Dude, it's <laughs> some of them. I look at them and I'm like, this shirt's pretty cool. However, it's like extremely Instagram nerd kid hype beast core where it's like, if you ever wear that shirt, everyone knows you got it from an Instagram ad. Yeah. Which kind of like it makes the mystique of it kind of die down a bit you know it's it's like a it's like hot topic shirts you know like they would be cool if they weren't hot if not everybody knew that they if were hot every topic person shirts. in america didn't have yeah yeah they're like that's oh, you fair. that a hot topic that's fair new consoles so none of us have yeah. one it sounds like but emma's got one on the I'm way i'm getting one i'm getting one i just don't <laughs> really know i think it's coming in uh next week and i have not made space on my shelf i don't know how i'm going to position it because it's well, you ugly ordered shit it. i ordered it i have yes, it five mm -hmm. i don't have it physically i will have it eventually uh, <laughs> like i have this cardboard replica that i'm doing <laughs> for sizing my shelf to make sure it fits. um i have to make sure it matches with the decor of my home which is just a millennial with a bunch of uh plants that don't die Nice. Um, clearly you can see I'm a plant person. There's, There's another one. It's plants. dying. So it's, 
I have one back there. I, I love that two plants in your background is like a plant person. You're like, obviously, I like to uh, read books because I'm holding this book right here. Yeah, so I will go one. and fetch every single. Pl- oh. As you can tell, I'm a plant guy. <laughs> yeah. Josh is holding up the smallest <laughs> plant right now. It's obviously fake. a plant guy. As you, can, uh, there is a plant right there back there. Oh yeah, is it like this one? You can see it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty the same. Yeah. same. This one is um, dying greener, slightly. This mine's is yeah. great. Oh, this is great audio. You can tell I'm into dinosaurs because I have this on my Oh, desk. I love that. Big Do you have a name guy, for it? Velma. 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 Jinkies. All right, so no one's no said? one's playing new consoles. Okay. No one's got. I will yet. say though, you know, it, it's one of those things too where like shit that you would have thought was dumb or like that you would never budged on as far as purchases. They start looking like, oh, maybe I got, maybe I got five hundred dollars laying around that I could put toward a PS Five, which is like when I saw all the Astros Playroom stuff, and they're like, when you're walking in, the, there was some review that was like, when you're walking in the sand, it feels like you're in the desert because the haptics <laughs> just gently rubs your hand like rough sand, and when you're pulling a spring, it feels like you're fucking pulling a spring, and the triggers get harder to pull and stuff like that. I and will say. That is actually really impressive on the controller itself. I don't like Xbox controllers. Um, I mean, it's not my fault that I have tiny hands, but <laughs> the PS5 controller uh, feels really heavy and the triggers or, or whatever uh, don't usually offer resistance unless it's in specific combat scenarios, which is really interesting. And a friend of mine was streaming, like testing uh what the stream delay would be between Twitch and the console, which is really fast to begin with. The overlay is garbage, but uh, there's no headset or anything, but uh, it was detecting our voices immediately just through the little PlayStation button on the center of the, uh, I don't want to say console. Uh, controller? What is it? Controller, yes. And <laughs> like it, it sounds really good listening back to like while watching the stream to make sure the quality was good, which it is like, there's basically no lag in between that, which is really impressive. It's, um, but it like, I'm very impressed with the quality of the controller itself. I can't say for how it plays. I mean, it looks beautiful. Everything it's running. It does actually sound pretty loud depending on what's playing though. Like if you play certain apps, not just the games themselves, but like Netflix or something. Like it mm. sounds like it's gonna take off again, and I don't know <sighs> why. Yeah. It sounds like that. It still sounds kind of like a jet engine, and it's, it's propped up normally. It's not like lying on its side. And I don't want to like this is a tangent and a side note, but I don't want to prop my PS5 over because it reminds me of those commercials of Lifeline. Where they like fall and they I've say, fallen, "Help! I've fallen and I, can't, and I get can't get up." That's yeah. what my PS5 is gonna look it's like. like. Yeah. Um, like I, I understand the appeal of wanting to consume things because nothing is normal right now. Like, so you can't go out to a bar or a restaurant for a month straight and find that you spent five hundred dollars. You have the instant gratification of buying a console that will be shipped to your house within a week, and then. Like you have the time theoretically now to game on what like game on gamer. Like you can sit for hours and do that. Um, 
And I know that I think it's specifically PS5s that people are having the most trouble trying to purchase. Um, I think Sony's having a really bad scalping problem. Hmm. I don't, I don't really, at least through Twitter, I haven't seen a lot of whinging about not being able to buy an Xbox. They're, they need to get better anti-bot protocols because they it's like this is worse. this is overboard. This is way too much, y'all. Just let me buy stuff. I'm gonna record a YouTube rant about how I can't buy an Xbox. Hey, what <laughs> is up, guys? Josh Calixto here, and I want to talk to you about a little something called scalping. Are you a scalper? I do it. I can't do it. You scalper? No. Get off my channel right now. <laughs> I would listen to that. The enthusiasm is there, but it's not overbearing. Thanks. What is up, guys? Um, no, no, subscribe. I'm canceling my subscription. He's got this video is brought to you by Raid Shadow Legends. Raid Shadow Legend, <laughs> World of Warships. My entire dream is to just be sponsored. I want sponsored content in my life. By anything or Raid Shadow Legends? <laughs> by anything. I don't know. By content I believe in, so it's not a, a ton of stuff. But Are you this sponsored video by spam? is sponsored by Hims. I would get spam. <laughs> <laughs> this video, <laughs> this podcast, is sponsored by uh, what was that? Manscaped. <laughs> it's a cause I can believe in. Oh yeah. Did you guys think your? So, anyways, no one's got a console. No one's doing a thing. What are you guys playing instead? Emma, what are you Ghost playing as the Run. as the guest? What were you saying, Josh? Ghost? Ghost Runner. Ghost Runner? Oh, the Samurai Ninja Cyberpunk game. That's out? I think I've only ever seen screenshots of that. Yeah, it just came That's out. That's all you need. Oh, I was going to say, uh, we can get into the whole debate on screenshots as um, marketing and if that's all I need to know about a game, but... What else have you been playing, Josh? We can circle back to me in a bit. I got to think about what I Wait, Josh. I mean, have you played more? So I played the, I played Ghost Runner. I played the Steam Festival demo and I was like, this gets old really fast. (laughs) Is there more to it than like, because I, as I played it and I was like, oh, this, yeah, this looks like what it is, but it's like a super, it's like very pretty. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, dude. It's, if you watch the game, like playing it feels similar to like what washi it is like, you yeah. know, but it's one of those action games that a lot of the time feels like a puzzle game because you just yeah. have to like yeah, yeah, move yeah. in the right spot, do the right move at the right time. And then that's how you get through a room. And there's a lot of like times where I'll die in that game and just be like, this is fucking bullshit dude like dude, there's like really I, quick fail states like there's like shit where you're just like oh i fucked up a step and now these people shot me three times and i'm dead and i have to do this whole sequence again and it really does feel like you're going through like a labyrinth as opposed to like fighting through a dynamic sequence of like uh, of an action game which for the record ghost runner is a first person mirrors edge-esque type of game that has like a lot of like dashing freezing time doing parkour doing wall runs i guess the movement is more similar i guess to like a titanfall type of game um except like enemies when they shoot you they're 100 percent accurate which is really fucking annoying so if they're shooting you you have to like dodge the bullet after the fact or else you will get hit by it 100 percent of the time because they don't miss 
Um, so you have to like either dodge the bullet or slow down time before they're about to fire and then dodge it, which is just kind of annoying. But uh, it looks pretty. Uh, I think pretty. it got to the point where I was just like having encounters that felt really like I was like, OK, I know what this is. Like, I'm going to have to do this 40 times, figure out the exact path they want me to take through the level. And then I can move on in the game. And I'm just like, that is not an interesting thing to do for me. Also, um, the story fucking blows. Yes, just the story like and the voice like, acting are like, I was like, this is so bad. Unbelievably It's like awful. the corniest cyberpunk shit you can like imagine is so mm. bad. Yeah. Sounds like my kind of game. Shitty story, <laughs> corny, sign me up. It's ve- the script writing is very like meme There's a lot of just yeah. terrible shoehorned in pop culture references that feel very like tonally disconnected from what the game is. It's like basically if I can like see the person who made the game while I'm playing the game and like ha- their moments where they thought they were being cool or funny, it's like it's bad. It's bad. I don't want to I don't want to be sitting there and like real like think about the person who's going Oh yeah, like that's so badass, dude. Fucking let's put let's make the sword neon green, put some RGB on it, make it look like there's a motor inside it so that when you hit an enemy the blood comes out, blah blah blah. And then let's also throw in a couple doge reference jokes in there so that we and can also make you can know. pet the dog. So, so make sure there's awesome, a cyber dog. Much cool, pet. very jumping on ledge. And it's oh, like no. I don't I haven't seen an actual Doge joke. Too. I haven't seen an actual Doge joke. That was just an example. But there's a lot of those types of like dated meme reference type things that just really have me. Oh, it makes me want to just like mute the game and put on K-pop in the background or something. Josh, some in this um, in this imaginary scenario of this person that you're talking about, what band shirt are they wearing while they're making these calls? Whatever the band was whose song plays in control like dude that moment in control where that's yeah we're going to the next i thought that that was corny but i audibly went like i audibly like had a reaction because i wasn't expecting it because this is such a serious game and then you have this dumb little thing happen it's like a fucking creed song such a video game video game moment the song is not good but like it's so corny. You have to enjoy it. Those are the types of yes. moments that really throws the whole thing into question. You're like, do they just stumble into this? Like, I'm like, yeah. Like, what game have I been playing this whole time? Yeah, like, oh, I thought that was serious, but they they thought that was not. That person who made that decision to put that song on the game was like either an exec or like the person whose band it was was like friends with <laughs> someone high up. To be honest. Or there was like some creative director who like they were really good friends with like someone higher up and they they were able to convince them that this is like a badass moment that we should like be able to indulge. And they didn't have they were it was surrounded by yes men and and women, maybe. <laughs> Considering how these studios are run, bro. I just saw a Twitter a tweet thread by um Was it a fleet uh, or a tweet? No, it was an actual tweet. Fuck fleets. Um <laughs> But by uh, a game designer I really like where she was like retweeting something and it was like, what's something that sounds inclusive but really isn't? And it's, hey, guys, in parentheses, and ladies. <laughs> Essentially what, 
<laughs> Josh has good intentions though, so I can't, I can't, I can't clown on Josh for that. But it is true. I th- what you said is correct about the control. Like I'm pretty sure the executive executive director was or is like friends with the band, or they've collaborated in the past before, which is why that was able to fly. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that would ever fly in like an American American studio because they're they're not American. They're they're French, in. Right? Uh, I don't think they're French. I think there's remedy. I want to say there's yeah. Remedy. No, remedy's French. You're right. I apologize. I was wrong. Hell um, yeah. <laughs> love it when I'm right. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I do. It's great. It's great being right. So this game that you played, Josh, was corny and not in a good way, and it was repetitive. It sounds like it's some it's some jerky too, right? Like from what I understand, it's it's like bad in jerky style. It's like. Mm. Sort of lose your it's mouth just feeling like, a rotten afterwards. Yeah, it, it looks a bad good taste in my minutes. mouth, dude. It just left a bad taste in my mouth. And it's weird because I love Titanfall 2 and I love the movement of Titanfall 2. And by all accounts, I you know, this game is like kind of a ripoff of Titanfall 2. Just stretch out the length of the entire game with just the parkour-ish elements, which is awesome on paper, but like the execution, just a few things about it just really did not. I was not into it, you know, just the fact that you only have a melee weapon and the only way to fight, there's no way to really fight back except to just like dodge shit. And then everything always hits you if you don't is fucking annoying. And the, the enemies shoot in like patterns where it's like, do, 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 do. So it's like fucking, it's like you're playing a fucking platform. It's like a 2D it's puzzle like a game. Yeah. yeah. Come on. I don't. Nobody wants that shit. Sorry. Sorry People if you enjoy do. it. If the you game enjoy sold it. like tons of copies, so we can shit on it because they're making bank. Maybe. Good for hey, as long as they're making that cheddar. They're making that cheddar. If you keep making games, then making we that can chow. Be, be a little critical. I feel like you you should be allowed to be critical of the media that you like and or don't like. That's the point. You don't want people to get too comfy. I agree. Like I fully expect when... I have something that comes out one day, someday, maybe 50 years from now. Everyone that I know needs to either be bashing it or f- like feel like throwing copious amounts of praise at me. Or both. I will never bash an Emma Kidwell game. Well, never. you should. Never. Well, you should. Because you can't I, make a bad game. <laughs> I feel like Kyle would, would give the old, the good... <laughs> constructive criticism Give it a good slap. dude that's kyle's thing is like the backhanded it's not even a backhanded compliment because there's never like an actual compliment side of it it's just like it's just like an intense criticism that he he packages in such a way as to sound like it's we're we're like on such a level that it's okay for ah, me to tell you this yeah you know, like we i was i'll never forget this dude <laughs> we went to go see the witch at a movie theater and then after the movie was over they're like someone comes to the front they're like oh hey we're gonna have a Q&A with the director and uh, the lead actress in the movie um so if you want to stick around for that and then we so we stuck around and we stayed stuck around for this Q&A and then afterwards like Kyle's like oh I want to ask him a question and then like we walk up to the guy what's his name Eggers Robert Eggers, Robert Eggers. and mm. We walk up to Robert Eggers 
and Kyle's just like, hey, man, like, I just loved, uh, there was, like, some really cool stuff. I like, it's just so crazy to me how how much, like, the marketing does for a movie like this and just how <laughs> how well the movie was marketed. And you guys did such a great job with the marketing. It was really, it, it's weird how, like, much different the movie was from the marketing, but I really love the marketing. <laughs> Oh. And I'm just sitting there like, Kyle, what the fuck are you saying to Robert Eggers right in front of my face, bro? Oh, <laughs> That's like good. me, oh Kyle, the Kyle compliment where it's just like, he's, yeah. I don't even know if that per- counts as, li- it's like, it sounds bad where it's like, he's just. I feel like it's, it's like you, like there's certain parts that you like that you recognize to be like generally good and not worth commenting on. So it's like, see, that's the, that's the thing right there is Kyle just assumes like the, the person he's talking to knows that he appreciates the baseline things that there are to appreciate (laughs) about the thing. So he just skips over them and he's like, cool movie. Um, the marketing stuff was just so well done. (laughs) Because he was expect them to Immediately know. Immediately like, after watching the movie, <laughs> to the director's face. That's like that's a lot of gall. You have to you have to appreciate the gall. You need it. Don't you forget also in the same Q and A session, friend of the show Jess Joho put like Eggers on blast to this whole mm. audience in Brooklyn. Where oh, she was like, Jess. she was like, uh I don't know what was her question. She was basically like, "This I movie forgot. feels a little problematic about women." And he got like really like, <laughs> like he had like no good answer. And her question was like pretty simple. It was She's like, a- "Did you have how many women did you have working on it?" It was something like that, like some kind of question about like the circumstances. But it wasn't even that like wish. pedantic. But she, it was some question just about like sort of like roles of women. Him working with a woman on this piece, like I think also like. This was around like Gamergate or like a little bit after Gamergate or something. So like a lot of this shit was on people's minds. And so I think that she asked a question that basically had to do with like gender dynamics in the film. And he like really blew the question and just had like no good answer. And I remember just being like, what? It's like people need (laughs) that. People need others to put them in their place and ask the hard questions and not be a hype man. And then you do need other people to like be hype men because they'll go like their their ego will be wounded and all of that stuff. But that's not a video game you can play right now. What else have you been playing, Josh? Um, I played Teardown. Yeah. Hmm. Is that exactly you, what it sounds like? It's uh, it's the new Dar- Steam Darling. Um, that's like very it's voxel based, so it's like three D. It looks kind of like Minecraft but the squares are smaller so it's okay. more detailed yeah. okay minecraft rtx let's say <laughs> rtx on <Minecraft>. yeah <laughs> well they do have minecraft rtx which is like one and of it the does baseline look good things. yeah um but this game is like that and it's it's like a heist game where you have to like knock down buildings and like break through walls and break into the safes and try to escape as fast as possible by strategically breaking stuff. Well, it's also like, it's sort of like a reverse heist game. So it's not, so I've also been playing teardown. Um, it's not like, you're not like breaking in somewhere to like get something and get out. Like you have basically infinite time in a level until you steal something and there's a timer. 
So you can sort of explore oh. freely on the levels and then But that's not a reverse, that's a regular heist direction. No, because you can like run around and shit. Scoping out. Scoping stuff out is like but a you're, key it's part of like, any heist. But okay, scoping out is different than like standing on top of your target and like looking around to figure out how you can effectively get this out. There's like there's no pressure before you take an action. There's not like there's no, until you like trigger an alarm. Like you can literally walk up to your targets and just stare at them and like nothing's going to happen until you do anything. It's not like, and then so basically, but the point though, that I was going to, let me finish what I'm saying though. The point though, is that once you find the stuff you have to do, once you take the first like thing, whatever it is, a timer starts and you have to get to the exit. So what you have to do on these big levels is you basically have to sort of pre-plan your route, not just your exit route, because often there's more than one objective, so you have to plan how you're going to get from like point A to B to C and then to the exit, which will often involve you pre-breaking down walls and shit. So you sort of have like a straight shot, um, as straight a shot as possible back to something. So it's sort of like, it's not like a reverse heist, but it's definitely not like, it's not like payday or something. Like imagine if you played payday and you like got to the vault and just sort of looked at it and didn't do anything like getting from the exterior of the bank to the safe itself is the game. And that's not really the case here. Yeah. The stuff the is not planning. Hidden, the planning takes up like the bulk of it. And then like yeah. the actual carrying out of the heist is like kind of secondary to that. And then you'd have like a little quick, quick save system in place where you can save like right before you're about to start the heist where you like, pull the thing out of the safe and then the alarm triggers and the cops are going to get here in a minute, except you have to open three different safes and then get to your vehicle before the minute is up. So that's like the kind of thing that you have to tackle in this game. Um, similar thing to me happened with this game where I, st I got to like a mission you know, I played like four or five hours and I got to a mission where I was just like, I can't figure out what the hell to do here. Like you, it, it's cool like playing around with stuff because there's cool physics and like breaking down the walls is fun and shit like that but a it performs very badly on like a subpar system oh yeah I put my, my settings are like the bottom oh. everything is on yeah low. <laughs> it's very graphically <clears throat> intensive um and it like it feels very like jiggly and slow like there's it feels very laggy when you move your mouse which is kind of annoying okay um and yeah, I, I think like if there was more of like a sandboxy mode that I could sort of like play around with there a little is. bit more. There is. What is it? There's, there's literally a sandbox mode. It's called sandbox. Um, <laughs> I'll get back to you in a couple weeks. <laughs> I, was, I, have some, I, have some, I have some thoughts. Yeah. Which I, I think like this, so this game was like really, um, like Twitter popular before it came out, uh, in part because the, like the developer, I think it's like a one man dev team and it was mostly him like working one on like a person, one per, I think it, I think it is a man. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it is one guy. Uh, we'll allow it. One y'all we'll dev team. <laughs> one y'all, one folks dev team. Um, and he was like for a while posting like pictures one of this folks, engine that was like, say? One folks. <laughs> it's with folk. an X, Josh. Uh, um, yes. It was like posting screenshots of his engine, which was like voxel based and the cool physics and stuff. And it does do like really cool physics-y things that 
you don't really see like it has um power lines and so if you knock down the post of a power line like the lines themselves have different physics than the um thing the power lines are connected to so it was sort of like you know he's working on this cool way of doing physics with voxels and it really feels like it it's it's tech sort of in search of a game application so it's very much like oh i made this really cool engine that can do some really cool tech stuff and I'm going to try to make a game for that. But the game itself is like, yeah, you're tearing down stuff to get through the stuff. Cause that's what my engine's good at doing. And you're like, Oh, oh okay. However, what I will say is that the fucking level design is amazing. I was consistently surprised. Um, I don't know, Josh, did you get, how far did you get? Did you get, you got to like the fishing level and stuff like the, the boathouses and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that level was like, something about it just feels really well um, realized. Like this, just this very small vignette of like a warehouse and a few ships um, and then like a, these little cottages and like some sort of like office place and these little houseboats. Like there's a very, very, very strong sense of place uh, that was like uncanny. Like I was really surprised to play it and be like, oh, like, this feels like a little seaside, um, like port area. So, I mean, it's like $25 or something. It's, it's fun to play with for the tech, but I was just, I, I don't know. I was like really surprised with how, and like the, I don't know about how those, how that relates to like level design really. Cause I don't really, the levels don't feel designed, which is maybe, you know, the, that's a good sign, but, um, I was just really struck by how like even just like the, in, in the same fishing level, there's a little um, it, like like a like a burgers and fries joint sort of between two major areas of the place. And it's like just really well lit. You go inside and there's a little like fridge and there's little hamburgers and sinks and like there's a little closet. And it just it feels like in the creation of these levels that, you know, the actual mechanics that are applied to them might be like. You know, you're always tearing down walls, basically. That's why it's called teardown. Um, you, you can also drive vehicles, which is surprisingly robust. You can drive like giant ships and forklifts and shit, uh, which is pretty cool. But um, just like the way that these levels are imagined feels kind of special um, because they feel they feel like real places in a way that I think a lot of times first person game design feels very level based. Like it's like, Oh, I'm moving from point A to point B and here's these little sites. Whereas these really feel like you just sort of showed up in some place and you've got to do a job. Um, and that was really cool. And I, I, I did really like that more so than, um, just like the, like main idea. Of it's, the game. it's like, a what your, your child brain imagined Lego Island to be like, <laughs> yes that's actually really really apt yeah. you know but like lego island was obviously not that because it's fucking janky and extremely limited by the technology of its time but this game like actually feels detailed and kind of yeah you're right it does have a good sense of place so i, I will 100 percent give it that not to say that i didn't like parts of this game i just got kind of snagged i had i hit a couple snags uh, that I'm like, make me want to pick it up at a later time. Maybe once I have a better rig, which hopefully is Use soon. that sandbox mode first. 
yeah, I got a sandbox. <laughs> you do have to like unlock sandbox level, so it's possible that he not unlocked a sandbox. Oh, level maybe, yet. maybe. So, uh, also, quick side note: I've been playing a lot of Valorant, obviously, and Aim Lab to try to get better at aiming guns and stuff. But mm-hmm. what I'm realizing is how physical, like playing these games is, you know. You feel like a workout regimen now? It's not even like in the sense of needing to work out, but that there's so much like arm and mechanics involved in this. So for instance, I have had to revamp my entire like desk setup in order to play optimally, right? Because <laughs> my desk is like a little bit too high. So my arms would be kind of like up. And it's like, not only is that like uncomfortable and not like ergonomically recommended, but having my arm here, I'm going to show you on camera, the, having the ability to have like my arm, like kind of far back on the desk, like, like this, see how there's like this much arm as opposed to like my arm used to be like at the edge of the desk almost where like my mouse pad is here and I can only move it around so much that so I'd have to have like high oh, yeah, sensitivity. You're doing the high, like high level counter-strike But stuff. now... Yeah, to do, to like move, I, I'm moving my mouse like this to aim, where it's like all over this huge mouse pad because my sensitivity is low, which is a better way to play these space games. Right now, it's like, I don't even have a mouse pad. My brothers, if they come to my place, complain about the fact that I don't have one. You don't have a mouse I, pad? Is that why, why is I'm that bad compl- at video games? Why is that games? what they complain about? Uh, they just like walk into your room and they're baby, like, baby, no but pad? also it's like, it's. They're I, like, I don't want to be here. I don't even know how you can like, Use a computer yeah, without a mouse pad. There it is. Whoa. Oh. Disgusting. God. <laughs> Get off this. She has like right inch now. she has like inches of clearance on either side. Anyway, this is all, you know, this is not a big deal if you're not playing these types of games. And I, to be fair, I do use controller on a lot of games on PC and stuff. But also, because my desk is somewhat high, my feet are not firmly planted on the ground when I play, when I have my chair high enough to have my arms in a comfortable place. So I had to buy a footrest so that my feet can can be on the ground and not hanging, which is very uncomfortable. And now... Is it a footrest or squatty potty? It's just it's a regular footrest. Hey, okay. like we're you know we're we're not just talking about gamer stuff here because there there are actual ergonomic implications to all this, which is that it's a much healthier way to be like, sitting at your I also, desk. I got to train four hours a day, so now I installed a toilet in the bottom of my chair. <laughs> no, that's not Stay ergonomics. Fixated. That's vanity and or so inability to walk I, to the bathroom. Like I'm barely five foot one, so even sitting in my gamer chair, that has to be basically all the way up so I can reach my desk. Um, should I have a footstool? Are your feet hanging off? They do not touch the ground. Um, I either sit like that or I'm like... You have your feet. Yeah. That's that's bad the for gamer you. Feet. Streamer, streamer that's pose. bad Sometimes for you. I sit like this. Oh my God. But my chair folds all the way back so I yeah. have had like scares of it's death. Bad for so. you. It's bad for you. you but You get a standing desk. It works. should get a standing desk. And like, I, you know, I've been working with this setup for years now, but it's like, you know, now that I have this footrest, it's nice that I can, you know, kind of sit up at my chair and it actually, it affects mechanically my ability to play the game a lot. Like I'll notice like when I get one of these things, like when I got a bigger mouse pad, lowered my sensitivity, 
and got myself up higher on the chair like at a higher height where my arm i have more room to maneuver my arm my like elbows started hurting less uh when i would play for a long period of time my score would go up like significantly right off the bat um so it's just crazy like, how is he using a big mouse pad it's just it, i mean it makes sense that if you're playing a game that has a physical aspect of you like me aiming and needing to be precise and moving your arm and your wrist in a certain way that like optimizing your setup for that will help. And I think it's, it just feels like something that's like, how much could it possibly help? But now that I've done it and like, it's actually making a difference. It it's nuts that it actually does a lot. <laughs> Not I mean, just, that makes sense. Yeah. It does. It does. But uh, it's cool, too, because it makes me feel video games on like a physical level that I kind of haven't felt before, which is to say that, like, I feel the physicality of controlling a video game a lot more now that I'm playing this game and like these this kind of way where I'm really focusing on like improving and stuff like that and able to like kind of measure the metrics side by side with like my scores on aim lab and stuff like that. But yeah. Side that was just a side note for all the competitive no, gamers out there. Yeah, I was gonna say hot hot tip for all those gamer boys <laughs> yeah. and gamer everyone else's the gamers <laughs> the gamers as an all inclusive term because it is the gamer folks. There you go. All right, um, Emma, what what did you play? What you have you been playing anything? Uh, I could start with how I've been playing a six-year-old game because nostalgia is very comforting. And mm -hmm. I immediately stopped playing through all of Mass Effect uh, once I realized or once I read the news that the Mass Effect um, trilogy was being remastered. So I'm going to wait. Uh, honestly, mm. that's probably the only reason why I wanted a PS5 other than like wanting to play Cyberpunk on something nice and flashy. But I want a bigger, less loud machine to play the space opera on. Uh, I was playing a lot of games that I played when I was maybe 18 or 19, uh, just because like, even though those weren't like super great times in my life, I wasn't like confined to a, one room or anything like that. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Dragon Age Inquisition because that was my very first console game for PS4. That's the very first console I ever owned by myself. It was a Christmas gift from my parents, but before then I had been just using my brother's Xboxes like as a hand-me-down, so it was never truly mine. Uh, so there's very nice memories associated with that, but then going back and playing it as someone who enjoys video games but is not purely just a player anymore was really fun. Um, and then criticizing it. I will always not criticize Bioware games to the extent that they... No <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this also okay? sounds like you got the starts of like a real good like um, like middle brow uh, news editorial games op-ed going right now. Well, I wrote about You're it a little bit for, for Game Query. Cure, fuck, I can't pronounce it. Game Query. Game cure, folks. Query. Query. Blakes. Query. Query, that's what it is. Fuck, game English query. is hard. Game query. Fellow um, shouts out. Uh, I wrote a little bit about Mass Effect and nostalgia there, but um, playing through like, like nostalgic things is nice. Uh, Dragon Age Inquisition is far better than I remembered it to being, which is weird because you'd think 
after so many years with nostalgia not really like beating you across the head anymore you'd be more critical but i was the exact opposite and i make myself not look super white anymore so i don't know what that says about me um wait for the op-ed lay it out well josh have you ever made yourself look because when i play rpgs i don't give like my i try to role play as close to how i look and how i would act i don't create new characters depending on usually in other playthroughs yes but for my first playthrough i try and play as close to me and i tried to make them look as close to me as possible now but in the past i would make my characters look like incredibly white like <laughs> super fucking white for Never mass like effect myself. i always used the boilerplate asian dude hell yeah um. <laughs> okay i'm glad you did or like i would make i would like no yeah i would use the boilerplate like asian dude because if i remember one of the shepherds looked like vaguely one of the shepherds looked because my old boss chris um (laughs) is playing through mass effect right now and he's been posting his shepherd on twitter and he looks very um filipino Uh and i'm pretty sure it's one of the base one of mine i remember had like a very hoppa look to him um, uh, for the women, it's not as obvious because I like want, to, and this is not realistic in any, maybe in Mass Effect Andromeda, because I'm actually going to play that this weekend. After I promised myself I would not buy that game until it was less than five dollars at a mom and pop shop that's in my town, and it happened like before COVID started, so it's been in my backlog as well. So I'm, I know that that system looks better now that things have been updated as well. But I've been playing a lot of Dragon Age Inquisition. Um, over the span of like a week and a half and it felt very good. Um, I found, and I think that this can be said for a lot of people that I don't really want to play solitary lone games right now, other than like the last of us part two and ghost of Tsushima. Those are like the, the two things I was looking forward to the most. So of course I'd make time for it, but I've been playing a lot of among us and phasmophobia with friends since then. Um, I don't know if either of you, to have played Among Us, or obviously you know about it, but have either of you tried playing it? Yeah, I played it. I played Among Us. Yeah. Uh, not Phasmophobia, although I have it. So I prefer... They're both very different games, obviously, but they still have that... Mm, no, actually, they're both incredibly different. Among Us is an e- easy concept to understand. You just have imposters and killers on your team, and then you just gotta find it and a lot of people it's just weird the strats that people come up with um and how it's very easy to cheat because you're on discord so that kind of if you're on a discord call so it's takes the fun out of it sometimes but phasmophobia is really weird because it's buggy as hell but it still manages to be really fun if you have the right group of people to play with um and there are still strats It's like you're just a bunch of ghost hunters and I've only played it a handful of times so I can't really speak to it that much but I will say it's interesting that that game is in the Game Awards this year um, for an online game when I feel like maybe other games should have been considered too but I'm also not an online gamer. I don't play video games outside of like competitive Overwatch every night. That is a constant in my life whether I like it or not. Do you play competitive Um, Overwatch every night? Yes, because I you know who off. might benefit from a uh, large mouse pad uh, and footrest. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, because I have to aim precisely, and I just I can't do it. I get like lucky shots, like very lucky shots, and they're like, "Wow, good job!" And I say, "None of that was skill." Um, but 
<laughs> I mean, if you, press. you you get used to your setup, like whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's mostly just like noodling around with my sensitivity, which I think is painfully high. Um, I think I just am not a real video game player, and I just fake it. You're, you're so a real fun. video game player. It's just it doesn't. There's no like differentiation. It's just like. The other thing is that like it takes a lot to change up your desk setup to be able to fit like the things that you would need to like quote take it to the next level or whatever, you know? Yeah. I was mostly just gonna get like an not an anime one, but like a like a mouse pad with little things on for wrist support. Like the I just boobs. have to find one. Like the yes, boobs. but I want to find one that doesn't have lewd imagery on it. I'm pretty oh, sure okay. it's easy to find one with no lewd imagery, and you have to go out of your way to find a booby one. I don't <laughs> yeah. think that's correct, but I mean, if you search anime boob mouse pad, you're probably going to find a boob <laughs> mouse pad. But I, feel I don't like know you what else. Search... To like ergonomic boob mouse pad. No, just is search... probably better. If it has the yeah, wrist rest like and it's an anime mouse pad, pad, most of them are probably boobs or butt as boobs. the as the little wrist rest. I think Maybe there's both. one of Kirby with his mouth full, so I'll probably just try and get that since that's what's his mouth full of. No. <laughs> <laughs> My hopes and dreams now because they're just fruits. Wait, Look, I search anime mouse pad and it's fucking. Don't search 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 mouse pad with wrist support and buy okay. some like boring but ass. She's looking for anime. I want to. I want it to be cute, but I don't want. It oh, to be you lewd. want it to be cute? Yeah, you're fucked. Okay, yeah. look, literally everything is cleavage or butt. <laughs> if I type in anime mouse pad. What do you, well, think, yeah. what do you think your brothers crazy. would say if they walked in and you had a mouse pad, but it was like an anime booby mouse pad? That just reminds me, this is completely off topic, but it reminds me of the time when <laughs> my brothers and I would read uh, Dragon Ball Z manga as mm-hmm. children. And those were not safe for kids at all. No. They, um, but I remember having a page open and drawing Bulma naked yeah. Under the guise of, do. I'm just practicing anatomy. That's and my brothers do. took my giant piece of paper where I was doodling this lady, and they showed it to my parents and said, Emma's a pervert. And I said, no, I'm trying to be an artist. I'm just trying to learn how people are, like, you know, how they look. Um, so they'd probably want to embarrass me in front of my it's parents. Art, because. Mom. Yeah, mom, like it has, it's, it's, it's nothing, but, um, hopefully they just ignore it. I don't think it's ignorable. That's, that's like a talking point. If, if, <laughs> it, cause it, cause what you said at first is they come over and they make fun of you for your mouse pad. The first thing they're clocking is the mouse pad. So next time they come over, they're going to be like, I guess I'll just have that? to get one. That's like getting your not... name mouse pad. Oh God, that's sad. <laughs> um, you, you mentioned something about. Dragon Age Inquisition, Kyle? Oh, yeah. So I, th- that game was interesting because I remember when it came out, like the Witcher 3's, I think like Blood and Wine was coming out and I feel like the whole world was riding high on Witcher 3 and sort of passed over Inquisition a little bit. People, people kind of like were like, oh, well, like Witcher 3 is better. Also, like this just feels like a Assassin's Creed, like MMO-esque game. Well, Dragon and- Age 2, Sorry. I'm very no, passionate it, it, and I know a lot about Bioware games because I have nothing else to do with my time. Like I, I know in you're, those like, you're the Bioware person, but that's, I just remember like people being very excited for Inquisition and then like Witcher three, I think just deflating a lot of that same energy and people sort of skipping Inquisition in part because it wasn't like Dragon Age one again, like Dragon Age two is not. 
But then we're just like, oh, we don't want to play an MMO game thing. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like people did it. I feel like, I think Inquisition like Andromeda are both very underplayed. Um, right. Not that I have an opinion on them because I've not played them either, but I remember the discourse. The Witcher 3 also, I think, is a game that new players could go into and enjoy yeah. without knowing what the fuck was going on, as opposed to Inquisition, where I honestly think you have to, because then half of that shit doesn't make sense. But Dragon Age 2, I think, development took place within a year, I think I want to say. And not a lot of people either love it. I think it was a year or a year and a half. It was not super long at all. But you either loved it or you hated it. And I was in the camp of I hated it. Um, so a lot of people went into watching, like, I, rem I very distinctly remember watching the, I think it was E3 trailer for Dragon Age Inquisition. When the I was like, bridge. Mm -hmm. I was like at a beach house with my partner at the time. And I was like, I don't want to watch this trash. It's going to be a shitty <laughs> game. Cause I was a child and like, it was also Bioware's first, uh, attempt. I want to, I think into any sort of open world concept, um, that like on true. a larger scale, because Dragon Age 2 had like pockets of open world, but it was very like, I don't, I wouldn't even consider it open world. It's just condensed areas made to look more open. But Inquisition, I think, is what set the precedent for what other Bioware titles are trying to do right now, other than the live component, because um, that's just another thing to rant about another day. But um, I, I know because I went back to read what um, reviewers had said about it at the time. It was favored pretty well by critics, but I just don't, unless you were like a diehard Bioware fan, I don't, I think people, yeah, you're right, just skipped over it because it, it kind of just got overshadowed. Up, Didn't it win like game of the year at the game awards that year? I think you're right. It did win awards. Um, and it then it was just kind of forgotten about it definitely does not get like enough or the same amount of attention or love as mass effect even though it has like way more lore more interesting lore in my opinion but then it also has the mantle of like i'm inspired by fantasy elements so i have all this to draw from and mass effect is just an entirely new ip with new ideas and like that's you can only have so much for that i will say Having played and really liked Dragon Age 2, Inquisition was one of the, when I think about it, it's like maybe one of the most disappointing games I've ever played in my life. What <laughs> class and gender did you play as? I don't even, I think I played as a woman elf. I was going to say, I think the game Taylor is, tries the game really, really wants you to play as an elf woman. I think that's the only way to play that Inquisition okay. in general. I f you get more lore out of it, in my opinion, and I think you feel more fulfilled. Because I don't remember my first playthrough of that game at all. I just remember wanting to smooch the hottest guy and leave. And then when I played as an elf, I felt more compelled to actually dive into lore and stuff because it all pertained to me everything about that game has to do with elves it doesn't matter mm. if you're a human or the horned people or the dwarves which is a downside i think um okay but i can yeah maybe i'll revisit I, it because i mean it didn't feel it wasn't bad it was just like it didn't feel as good as the first ones to me um like nothing was pulling me in as much about it and like again 
at, right after having played the witcher it felt so like yeah. like it wasn't even on the same level uh which yeah. is which i acknowledged even at the time was like unfair it's like unfair to just compare this to the witcher just because they occupy a similar space but at the same time I yeah was they're also both just rpgs like, and they're both set in a fantasy world with their own you know lore and stuff like that's what they have in common but it's also is very similar like on a surface level it's just one focuses more on doing one thing better than the other which also is, when it uh, comes to lore i'm very bad at like reading love lore like primary sources in the <laughs> i don't read stuff in these games i don't even in like elder scrolls like if i find shit i'm just max it oh, gets is like i might scroll through some Sit of it there and really i read fast. it all i read all the books i read all the Do? books the texts i talk Fuck to yeah, all the dude. people yeah elder, people dude, elder scrolls lore especially is so good people sat there and just wrote all that shit. I'm gonna sit there and read it. Because oh, I'd be so I sad if I wrote like... What do you know about the sermons of Vivek? Come on, man. There's what like a hundred about... books of some of these things, dude. Yeah. You what do you know about it. the history of Tamriel volume six? Oh, God. I can't I believe people actually read that stuff. Yeah, maybe... That, that shit is like more fulfilling than the quests. That's where all like, like the cool shit goes. Like the, yeah, we'll give you space for like three paragraphs of one thing and it does not get voiced this Go is coming it. from the guy whose first question is why does this need to be a video game yeah why is this a game well, i think Kyle. that elder scrolls has a great line between what should be a game and what shouldn't be a game they're like we can do both we can have writing and we can have game because there's like shit in like some of the elder scrolls like letters and books that would like not be compelling gameplay but like if you try to define the whole game based on what is gameable as story, there's going to be like gaps. So I think it's sort of cool that they're considering that they sort of have both like media in hand, so to speak, the fact that they relegate some parts of their story to books and some part of it to actual like enacted stuff through the player experience, I think is cool. And it and, carries I mean, across the entire uh, friend, uh, games. Yeah, I think. it's consistent. Yeah, I was I was also like cute. fucking in Mass Effect One, dude. I listened I listened to like every codex entry, every I just single ate that codex shit up. entry. I want to hear so that good. man speak directly yeah. into my ear, and I would listen to it so sometimes good. while driving because it's just good. I want to learn everything I about that. it. I I did it a lot. I am a fanboy, and I'm okay with it. They didn't do it in two. I remember play, I remember going to two and be like, time to go to the codex, and it was like not voiced and not as good for whatever reason. I think it's because the UI was uglier. You know what yeah. they don't to have me. yet that they need to have? What? Is a good player for like lore shit. And they need to have like the like the OG Bioshock where when you pick up the tape, it would play while you're like, you continue to play the game. You know? Oh. Like you mm -hmm. pick up the tape and it plays and then you can be still be fighting enemies and you hear the voiceover of like the tape that you just picked up. Sure. Now I feel like it's like you have to just sit there and look at the like oh the picture of the tape and then you the tape plays but if you leave that menu it's like it stops playing it's like let me listen to what they're saying as I'm like shooting zombies or whatever you can and do then that in a Fallout 4 I think give me like yes some nice little controls where maybe if I like scroll on the touchpad on the PS5 or something it fast forwards rewinds someone stuff write that, like that down 
Email Sony Someone right now and get your money give in. Give me some money, Sony, for this. This is fucking... I mean, that's honestly a really interesting idea because they, they fucking loved that touchpad of theirs. They did interesting things with it, continue to do it. All I did was strum a guitar <laughs> in a mediocre game, and that's it. Or I shouldn't say that. letters on a keyboard. Right. Yeah. Um, but as far as games go, it's mostly just reliving nostalgic things currently. I also want to... I want to bring up a thing that you said too before we started, which is that you've never played a Zelda game. Oh yeah, um, I've and never played a Zelda game. Given the span of every possible Zelda game, you've picked one to play, which is Majora's Mask, and I picked it for one specific, two specific reasons. One What's was the reasons. Um, I was gifted a 3DS that I then sold to go to my first GDC uh, by. That's previous the most gamer thing I've ever. It's the most heard gamer thing. I was I received it and then I decided I don't want it anymore. But the first game I was gifted was to play Majora's Mask, and I did not get through very far. And I thought this is dumb. I don't want to play it. And then when I was at GDC a few years later, Gabby, I'm gonna butcher her name, Dorenzo. She made a a Mortician's Tale, and she works at mm. uh, she works at a Canadian studio that made Guacamelee. Um, she gave a talk about death and mentioned specifically about how death is basically the theme of Majora's Mask and uh, grief and grief uh, acceptance. Yeah. And at that point in my life, I was very interested in like learning about all of that stuff, like death in different cultures and all that, and death handled in video book games. Of the dead and the living and all that. Like video <laughs> death in video games is either like press F to pay respects or like glossed over and so i i don't know if the if majora's mask does it in an interesting way uh i want to play it and so a friend gave me his uh 2ds and his copy and has been collecting dust on my nightstand um so i really want to i really want to get into that it's just i find it really hard to sit down and motivate myself to play a game that requires A lot of effort because I know Zelda games have puzzles and combat. And if there's two things I'm really bad at, it's those puzzles and combat. I'm a walker and a talker. That's it. Um, I'm excited to play it. I just I I just don't know how long it's going to take me just because I've never played it before. And I really want to not look up guides um, I want to feel like I was a child back in whenever that was released. And you look up a guide in that case. I had a strategy guide for like every Zelda game. As a really? Kid. Maybe I should. Yeah, mm. just do it as a guide. It's better. Okay, I'll buy it. Unless you like really feel like testing your wits. I am impatient as fuck, so I'll just play through the game. Yeah, find like an old like Prima strategy guide for Majora's Mask. I'll just find and, like, the PDF just... online and. Follow no, no, that. No. You got to have like the one where the pages are sort of falling out and someone like put like a sticker from fourth grade on like a picture of something like fierce deity. I'll have to look into that. But yeah, that's, that's a weird, I'm just thinking it. that's a weird one to pick though. Cause it's sort of atypical in a lot of ways from traditional Zelda games. I think that's why I like it. Like that's why it appeals to me because the general formula of a Zelda game has never appealed to me. I think before Majora's Mask, the only one that I would even consider is Breath of the Wild, just because it is so different from every other Zelda game literally ever made. Um, and I feel like I need to know what's going on with with the gamers at this point. 
Like I, I guess have to, I mean that like Majora's Mask is different and it like it's it's the same in some ways and it's different in ways that I think are actually make it harder to play because you have this three day time thing. Yeah, so, and that mechanic is really interesting to me though. If it presents a challenge in a way that it's 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 kind of annoying. It's I just can't like wait. it's a, it's a it's like if you're gonna play Majora's Mask and you want to like play through it once, I highly recommend just getting a fucking guide because there's all these other shit going on in the game with like people's schedules and stuff, which is like cool. But if you're trying to like really do it, like it's it's a lot of shit to to like balance, and it's better just to like have a guide. Okay, but, I'll probably look up a guide uh, then because I was just gonna try and I think so. I stopped because I like was writing down things in a notebook and every time I would fail, I would just go back and look through the notebook. Like I took screenshots with my old shitty phone and like saved it. Of the 2DS screen? Yes. Because <laughs> um, that was what I thought to do when I was however old I was when I first tried to play that game. But that'll be my first Zelda and then maybe I'll become a Zelda head. Who knows? I love Zelda. Zelda's great. We started this podcast like when Breath of the Wild came out, so it's also got a special place in the pantheon of Badin lore, which you can listen to. Josh, if you go to badin.com slash dictionary, Josh reads about all of the... That's not true. It should be. Badin.com slash dictionary. That was a a joke. A little Um, little bit, a little goof. Do anybody else have anything they want to talk about before we wrap this up? No. um, We have some listener questions but i think we wait 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 hold the fucking phone i want to talk about one thing which is did you guys do the 3d house tour that went viral two weeks ago now on twitter no i did not do you know what i'm talking about i know what you're talking about i i mostly just wanted to read the reactions of people who have done it okay was it so an experience this is like one of the one of the themes of 2020 for me has been watching what things become games in a world where like no one can go outside. Um and this is a great example. It's it's a thing that is not a game really, but kind of is. And because what this is is it is a just it's just a listing on a realty website, it is not uh, a viral marketing campaign. It is not um, someone trying to do a fun, creative experiment about what a game was. It's literally someone listed their house on um, like realtor.com to sell. I think it's like in the Midwest somewhere. And um, there's a 3D tour of the house that you can go around in. <laughs> and uh, if you've ever done a 3d tour of a house online, yeah. it's like, it's sort of like fun in this like forensic way, because oftentimes when people take these pictures for realtors, they don't like, you don't like move out of your house and then take these pictures. The realtors come in when all your shit is around. So like, you know, if you've got like a, I don't know, like a two or three bedroom house, that's like 2000 square feet. The realtor is going to come in and take a lot of pictures of your house and like put them online for people to walk around your house. And then anybody who's looking at your house you can, you know, move around the house in sort of a 3D style. Um, and you can like, 
it's fun to like see weird stuff from other people's lives. Like you might like see the camera or the person who's taking the picture in a mirror in the bathroom, or you might see like, Oh, these are the movies that these people like, or like, you know, just these people are really messy or they're really clean or like this person really loves baskets or something. It's just like, it's like a fun forensic thing to do. But this house, <laughs> this is, is this, this house, still available? Uh, I th- I think so, probably I have no idea. I'm just literally guessing right now as you're the answer to that question. Um, I don't even I don't even know what the address. Is. If you just search in like viral 3D house tour, you probably find I it. I don't even but know like, the address. As if he should. This so this like this house tour plays out like a fucking level in an immersive sim, because it is a just like totally nondescript house. Like it just looks like a normal Midwestern house. You go inside, it's like kind of dirty a little bit. You're like, oh, it's kind of dirty in here. And then it's got is this, this spoiler beautiful alert? Is thing. This spoiler alert. I'm, I'm gonna spoil. I'm gonna spoil it. It's you know, it doesn't take a long time to find the thing. Um, so attention, spoilers. Don't listen past here if you if you want to figure it out. It doesn't take. It takes like five or ten minutes to get to the thing. But like, what happens is that there's this really great sense of pacing where you start to like explore the first floor of this house. You start seeing things. You're like. It is weird that there's just a stack of boxes over there that are all labeled with the letter A. That's weird. And you like move around, you're like, oh, it's weird that there's like a cash register up here. Oh, it's weird that like there's a table over here that's just got like a lot of empty pizza boxes on it. You're like, oh, it's weird that this floor has got like plastic on it. That's weird. And then you sort of like, you're moving around more and it's like strange. And then you like go down a floor and you go down to another floor and then it gets like, it almost feels like a fucking drug den. You're like in this, like you're in the sort of like basement one level. And there's like, it looks straight up like a scene from like some suburban drug movie. Like I'm talking like Sicario style you know, but in like the Midwest or some some true detective shit where there's like tons of boxes everywhere. There's another table full of pizza boxes. There's like shit everywhere. Not like actual shit, but just like (laughs) super trashy. And you're like, okay, people are just like gross. And then you like go through this like back door and like make the right turn at a certain moment. And you go down this flight of stairs and this is where the spoiler starts it turns out that like this house is basically like a front for an Amazon DVD reseller place. So under this whole house is like 10 to 15, like hallway length rows of every fucking DVD imaginable with sections like Mel Gibson, Shrek, uh, movies with romance. It's like a Netflix categories of movies. And this whole house is sitting on top of this, like just metric ton of like fucking insane organized DVD reseller zone. So everything there's DVDs fucking everywhere. There's so much shit and you like move around and there's like, you get lost. It feels like a labyrinth 
it feels like the page master of like looking through DVDs and like DVD racks. And then like at some places too, there's like desks. So it looks like there's actually a side entrance to the house that you can go into to like pick up your like burned DVD shit. And it's insane. And so like, it's nothing is like, it's not like a dead body or anything, but it just has got this like weird tempo where it sort of like opens itself up and you're like, it's magic down here. It's <laughs> disgusting, but it feels like magic. And there's like, there's like back, there's like a whole rooms with just empty boxes and packing tape and tons of plastic and shit. And it's like a total mess. And one of the best games of 2020, um, highly recommended just to kind of see it, like to see like the scale is truly impressive because it feels like a fucking library under this house. And it's just full of stacks of, DVDs. <laughs> I really hope it's still up because I would love to see yeah, what, what this is all called. about. I'm sure I'll be able to find it in the ether somewhere. If not, there's probably a video. Yeah. yeah. We had listener questions though. You want to hit some of those before we wrap it up? Um, maybe. Are we? I mean, do we want to just do it next week? Kind of a little. Uh, any any good ones? You want to just one or one or two? Okay. Um, well, we answered one. What do you want to feel via the PS5 Rumble Tech? Um, <laughs> I want to feel my heart, a heartbeat. <laughs> You're slowly feel. strangling someone. David Cage is gonna for sure do that, dude. Uh, um, oh, I wonder what his next little, little little video game title is gonna be, so I can play it and absolutely destroy it. I don't even think he did anything interesting with the, or am I? No, I think you could rewind stuff. That's something I do want to go back and play for no reason at all. But Tokyo become cyborg. <laughs> God. Um. Last question: What's the best game trailer of all time? Gears of War. I mean, War. it's the Dead Island trailer, right? That's like the one. <laughs> oh, That's God. the one that people think of. Either that or the one, the very the first Infinity Gears trailer. of War. Yeah, trailer where War, they play Mad, Mad World. World. Mm-hmm. It's the two that I can remember off the top of my head. That's when <laughs> the funny period when it was like, games are art, bro. See, Gears of War has Mad World in the <laughs> <trailer>. <laughs> playing in the trailer. That's so deep, bro. <laughs> Kids don't even remember the games are art discourse. Rough I time. hope we never go back to that ever again. It's a tired. I'm pretty I'm sure listen, everything's getting a remake. Is that nonstop? That discourse is that is our world. All right, let's wrap it up. We got just two little listener questions. We'll get to some other ones next week. Yeah, we will answer thank the rest of these next asking. time. Um, thank you again to Emma Kidwell for joining us this week. Yeah, thanks for having me. I was not prepared to talk about video games as always because I never play them, but I always like talking about them. So thank you for having me on. It's fun. You're, uh, I would beg to, you're always prepared to talk about video games. Maybe you're just not you always just don't prepared even to know play it. them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you just don't know it yet. Anyway, thanks again, Emma. Where can people find you if you want them to find you? Working, wouldn't you yeah. working on anything fun? <laughs> I'm putting out a game about depression so that's fun pretty soon no idea yet i'm waiting on a friend of mine to finish the music because we're going to put music in it um and art but that'll come out eventually if you want to know when that comes out you can follow my twitter at emma kidwell or look 
for it on my itch page at mkid.itch.io. Uh, I have an influx of new Twitter followers currently because of a stupid Among Us thing that happened to me. So please do not at me. I do not want to look at Twitter. That's where you can find me. Thanks for asking. <laughs> oh my God, you're an Among Us influencer too? This is a secret. Can't tell anyone. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for joining us. This is Bad End Podcast. You can find us also on Twitter at Bad End Podcast. You can tweet or you can, sorry, it's been a minute. Uh, you can email us at badendpod at gmail.com. You can contribute to our Patreon and or become part of our Discord. We've got a great community there. Shouts out to everyone on the Discord at patreon.com slash badend. As always, it's very helpful if you read us and review us on iTunes. That is extremely helpful to us. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, we will see you in a couple weeks. Later. See ya. Thank you.